A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Extreme Rules Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to this weekend's Extreme Rules pay-per-view. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we talk about Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to the Extreme Rules pay-per-view this weekend. We will, of course, be doing the live stream for it on Sunday night. Join myself and Phil Chambers for a bit of a watch-along. And, of course, myself and Hamlet will be reviewing it in the small hours of Monday morning. So if you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, that will drop straight into your feed as soon as it is released. Now, of course, this year's pay-per-view can't hope to live up to the horror show that was <laughs> last year, but still looking forward to this. Yeah, they'll do their best, don't they? Um, I mean, again, after last night's SmackDown, I don't know if the WWE Universe, as we are all part of, can possibly recover from um, Dominic turning on Ray. So the kind of event will like, take place under a bit of a cloud, if, like, if we're honest. Um, I don't want to talk about that now. It's still too raw. I only watched it a few hours ago, it being Saturday. And it's just, I still feel a bit on edge about the whole situation. I'm keen to hear Dominic's comments before I want to comment any further myself. So we'll try and get through this, but it does sort of feel like with everything that happened to Ray Extremos last year, and now this year yeah. he's, not, he's not even on the car, but he's got to consider what happened with his son just last night. Yeah. Last year you lost your eye, this year you lost your son, which was worse. <laughs> um, yes, of course, we were recording this in advance at time of recording. Six matches on the Extreme Rules card, although I do hope that they hoi on a... Big E versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship match, uh, for example. But let's start with the obvious place to start, that being the Universal Championship match. Someone's uh, recent O, I suppose, because Roman Reigns has lost in the past, but the Demon hasn't on the main roster. Someone's O's got to go. Will Roman Reigns beat the Demon? It feels like the next logical step in this dominant streak of his. Yeah, he will. Um, and that's possibly the end of it. I, the Demon was... It's really cool. I like the demon. I, I get why it's not for everybody, but I think it's pretty cool. But so much of its power relies on that unbeaten record it's got on the main roster. I know it lost a cage match. Like, I know as the demon, Finn Balor lost a cage match in NXT. But they've done a really good job at protecting it. And not just protecting it. For the most part, with like a, only like maybe one exception I can think of off the top of my head, they've made the idea of the gimmick feel quite important and quite powerful and potent. Um, the Andrade match in Saudi Arabia is the one that sticks out as this, why is that Why is that happening? And it's obviously just because they wanted it. Yeah. You know, they wanted the demon. Um, and it's funny we mentioned Saudi Arabia because WWE were really onto something with this, in my opinion. 
until they flashed the graphic of Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia up. And that little shred of doubt, as you say, the O's got to go, that might have existed before the match disappeared. There is no doubt anymore. There is not even... And, I, and I, even then, I think some of the doubt, myself included, was a bit performative. You were wanting more to feel it on, like... You were wanting to believe that you could feel on the night that like, Roman Reigns might lose the title. That was what you were wanting to get. And I think the Demon would have provided that, just like Edge did. Um, and John Cena did, I guess. You would have had all that had they not basically jumped forward with the, the story. Now, I know that there's every chance that you maybe don't have a finish. Let's say, for example, you don't need a, a conclusive result and that way the demon is protected. But that sense is crap. The demon is protected. Mm. Like, that is a, like That is a rubbish sentiment and a terrible way to use this character. Yeah, the so demon I, can't really go to a count out. Yeah, that's it, you know. Um, I want to see that as much as I want to see the demon celebrating on his arse on the ramp, <laughs> like having having stolen one, like the demon steals a win. It just, yeah, it all feels quite a shame, I think, that this is going to play out the way it is. Brock Lesnar might be there. You know, he might get involved. I can say, would you think Brock Lesnar shows up? I think so. I think so. Um, whether or not he interferes in the match or he just waits for his moment and, t- like, physically takes out Roman and forces Paul Heyman there and then to either stay at ringside with a beaten down Roman, or go with him. Like, not that he's going to say, you're coming with me, but, you know, the, the message will be there. Where's it, like, it's him. They'll probably have him stand in the middle of the two, won't he? Like, he'll stand in the middle of the aisle, and it isn't clear which way his head's going to go. So I think they'll do that, but I'm, I'm not sure he interferes in the match, and I think it's likely that it mirrors what happened with um, Edge, where Roman was kind of wanting the ring, and then John Cena returns. I think this is going to happen here. I think he has the ring. He's beaten Finn Balor, and Brock Lesnar comes out for a big show closing brawl, similar to SummerSlam. Not very often I say this. In WWE's defense, there could be a title change. You could very easily have four huge matches on the men's side of things. Understandably, I'm focusing mainly on the men's side of things mm. when it comes to Saudi Arabia. By the end of this night, you could have new Universal Champion Finn Balor. You could have WWE Champion Big E. They can face whoever you want. And then you'd also potentially have Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. Goldberg said he wasn't bothered about the title mm-hmm. anyway when Lashley was champ. And this match is going to go ahead one way or another. It could just be that they have Roman versus Brock non-title, or you know, no title involved whatsoever, or Finn versus... I don't know, but mm. I think... They've, as best as they can, because like you said, I don't know why they needed to even announce it. It's not yeah. like, quick, let's get those ticket sales going yeah. in Saudi. S- so silly. Like, so strange. But, regardless of all that, how they do this is going to be fascinating. And I hope that they, you know, in terms of, I don't think they can protect the demon in many in a loss in very many ways. But, I think it's going to be a sensational battle. And I think, because it's the demon, because it's not just little Finn Balor, <laughs> I think I'm going to bite on a pinfall on this. I think he's going to hit some huge coup de gras, and maybe they can even lean on the history of the coup de gras on Roman Reigns yeah. taking away all those big opportunities, especially when it comes to the Universal mm-hmm. Championship, as yeah. I think of it. I think I might bite on it, you know? Are you pitching some LTSD here? Is that what you're doing? I mean, it's right a little, there. A little bit of LTSD, I think so. Yeah, no, I, 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 this is it. I'm speaking for myself. Um, I'm not necessarily suggesting it, like other people won't get a lot of enjoyment out of this. I personally feel like we've kind of deflated what could have been a reasonably big moment. And I'd happily be proved wrong. Though. I'd like this match to rule. I really want this to be a strong main event. I realise I you know, kind of took the piss at the start. 
and you know circumstances as they were when it happened it's a very different mindset but I'm far more looking forward to this year's extreme rules than I was last year's you know whether or not there's a WWE championship match if even if there isn't it's probably better than the extreme rules match where only one person can use extreme rules <laughs> uh, I mean time recording we've got one extreme rules match yeah extreme I, rules surely they've got to step up the rest of the card um a couple of things we're going to talk about here are from SmackDown. So by the time you listen to this, maybe they have. You know, maybe yeah. like something's on it. I was thinking that they might do that thing they do where, um, you know, on TLC season where suddenly somebody starts using a chair or somebody starts climbing a ladder or somebody gets somebody's dead dad printed on a table. You know, the tried and tested <laughs> methods of wrestling. Maybe you'll get that on SmackDown where one of these feuds spills out a little bit and it gets a stipulation added. Get ready. I'm about to make a massive tit of myself yet again. One match that doesn't need stipping up, which means it's definitely going to be on <laughs> SmackDown, is Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. That sells itself. Yeah, I, I'm really interested in this. Um, and emotionally invested too. I, uh, I'm really, really keen to see how this goes with Becky Lynch working as a heel. She's never, that I can remember, done it on the main roster, ever. She briefly worked as a heel in NXT, but the character was obviously so beloved. The original character, as well as you know, eventually, you know, becoming the man. So beloved that that attempt to turn heel didn't work, did it? She worked maybe, what, three or four times where she was kind of a bit cowardly against Charlotte mm-hmm. Flair. I think remember that title defense in Australia where she just, like, took the belt and left. But even then, because she was developing into the man, it was just more of an edgy baby face than it was a heel. This is going to be, like, a different kettle of fish. It's going to be her working as a main eventer, as a star, wanting to show that she's still got it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, having just recently come back and faced quite a lot of criticism for the well, for the choice that it seems that she's made about turning heel and indeed the you know the booking of the, what happened at SummerSlam. Belair as the underdog babyface is always awesome. I say underdog, I don't quite mean underdog. She has to fight from underneath, but only because the person she's fighting doesn't realise what she can do even though she calls herself the EST and she's the fastest, the strongest, the greatest, they seem to under, like they underestimate that. Mm. And I love watching that in matches. She did it. She mastered that with um, Shayna Baszler in NXT. We saw it at WrestleMania with Sasha Banks. Um, the better of the two Bailey matches. I think it was the Hell in a Cell one. You got some of it there as well. I just, I think that like, she's really, really great in that role. I don't think she'll win. Um, I, I get, like, I don't want to predict the second match in a row, but my gut feeling is this doesn't have a finish. I think they're going to go another month on this, and then that will be when they have to make the tough decision of whether or not um, they change the title back, whether or not Becky has returned and has already eaten quite a substantial loss. I can't see her losing. Basically, I can't see Becky Lynch losing so soon after coming back, but I can't see them wanting to beat Bianca Belair here. So I think they'll just avoid the problem altogether, and it'll get thrown out to set up a rematch. Not to book another interference, but potentially Sasha Banks, someone suggested on the news, for example. Yeah, um, it's... All of that is very strange because narratively, like we probably know what's gone on here, but narratively they never even attempted to tie that into anything. It was just, here's a video package of Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Sasha Banks is in here. So like they never once tried to, ahead of the show, ahead of SummerSlam tease that she might be out or any of that sort of stuff. So it's quite difficult to bring her back into stories. Like does she come back in as the heel she was when she left? She'll likely get a great response or will she be a natural baby face? Does it make sense for her to be a baby face because Becky Lynch is now a heel? Um, do you have her as the tweener because you've already got a clear baby face and heel in a three-person feud? I don't know. Like I'm not not interested in it. 
because it's Sasha, but it's I think it's harder than they think it is to make this make sense. It's a tough one to call this because I wouldn't be averse for them hot potato in this title back and forth between the two of them for a bit. Like I said, with the, the characters you've got involved in this, Bianca Belair, mm. Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, three of the nine Bs of SmackDown. I can't remember how they are now. <laughs> um, you should be able to get to the Royal Rumble at a bare minimum with those three in the title picture at every pay-per-view. Now, I don't know what's going to go on at Crown Jewel. I never know how they're going to book it. or mm. you know, any, I certainly don't think they're going to do any title switches there. So putting that to one side, the fact that it's Survivor Series next actually, for me, raises more questions than answers. Because I look at that and I go, well, the obvious match, if we're just going to assume brand warfare, yeah. and you know, we'll talk more about Charlotte and Alexa next, and arguably doesn't really matter because mm. you're saying... Well, you could have SmackDown represented by Becky Lynch going up against Charlotte again. It's a classic match. It yep. is genuinely good, and it's been so long that people will be looking forward to it. And mm-hmm. the, the roles are going to be interesting in that. Or you could have Becky versus Alexa. But that's, it, that also means that you could also get Bianca Belair in some dream matches that we haven't seen yet from her. Now, you've got a bit of time to go to get to Survivor Series. They may well do some title match on telly. And that's why I say I don't think that necessarily just because someone walks out of Extreme Rules with the title, they're going to be at the next Survivor Series pay-per-view yeah. with that belt. And you've got, <laughs> and we're still assuming, Queen of the Ring. So it's almost like, yeah. I, I I think, Ugh, I don't want to have Bianca Belair lose again, but if she loses a hard-fought battle here, she can immediately recover by winning Queen of the Ring. I, I genuinely can't call this. On the night, you know, it's going to be fascinating. Yeah, I, I, this is it. I suppose, like, especially when you put it like that, and I'd forgotten about the Queen of the Ring. Um which feels like something that would be perfect for a baby face, even though it's WWE and they often tend to lean into heels for this kind of thing. Um, it's not Charlotte. Well, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It, is, it does sort of have to be anyone but Charlotte. Yeah, no, I'm really, really interested in this match. And I hope, I like both women a lot and I really hope it delivers as well. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help 
a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Let's talk about the tag team title match. Uh, I'm hoping that now this has come out after SmackDown, they've maybe put some sort of ladder stip on this because mm. the Street Profits are great at ladder matches and the Usos are great at everything. <laughs> now, you and I sort of stumbled into how we booked this on our SmackDown preview yesterday, which was Naomi gets involved. Mm-hmm. Naomi cock shots one of Montez Ford or Angelo Dawkins, cost them the match because I could watch these two teams fight quite a few more times. And if this is a route to establishing Naomi as a heel, I think it'd be fantastic. Or your alternative, of course, is the Usos let down the bloodline. And that's another whole other kettle of fish, especially with Brock Lesnar on the horizon for Roman. Yeah, I think um, the time probably isn't now for the Usos to be losing the titles. It's not the end of the world. And it certainly isn't the end of the bloodline. Like them having the belts isn't, it's far from their like chief no pun intended, characteristic as a group. It's great that they've got them. It's a nice visual. Um, but even if you look at the, that T-shirt that they love at the moment with the Bloodline image on, it's only Roman wearing the belt, I think. I don't mm-hmm. think he's got, like, it's great they've got the belts now, but I don't think that's, like... Chad Gay was pissed off, by the way, because he was doing the one-finger thing. He was, that's right, yeah. Maybe LTST, maybe we've still... <laughs> yeah, we've uh, we found Roman's WrestleMania opponent, finally. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's... I'll, I'm looking forward to this to a degree... The Street Profits have been in unreal form lately. We've like talked a lot. It feels like we mentioned once a week just how great Montez Ford is, and I think he's going to um, make the most of this, at least, because I do think they'll lose. I do think um, that I'd love the Naomi thing to happen, and I think it's as cool a way as any to bring her into the group to like resolve this issue that she's having with Sonya Deville. Well, I'll take matters into my own hands then. Or should that be take cacks and balls into my own hands <laughs> when she does a low blow? Um I just want to see a huge Montez Ford splash off a ladder, if I'm honest. That'd be pretty cool, yeah. He does make it look, like, extra terrifying. And don't make it in a tables match so they move out of the way and he looks like a twat. (laughs) I just just don't think right now is the time for the Street Profits, and I worry for them a little bit. I think that's why, like, they'll probably want this to be as good as it possibly can be. There is no movement once you've had your title shot. It's not like there's WWE are good with like elegant solutions to teams that have just been beaten in title matches. It's just right off you go for a bit. It's another team's turn. Like they'll move on to like they'll babyface the dirty dogs or something like that. You know, um, you could have put them against the Mysterios before. Obviously, Friday's tragic occurrence. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, they'll just the Usos will move on to something new, and the Street Profits will probably get out. So as much as I don't want it to happen, I, could, I think it's going to be the Usos retaining, and then just hopefully Montez Ford in particular, like earns so, steal so much focus that the Street Profits have to continue being profiled in the way they have been. But with a card with, at the time of recording, only six matches on, this has, without a doubt, potential to be match of the night. Obviously, shenanigans for a finish probably would weaken it somewhat, but uh, and if it goes on earlier and we do get Naomi interference, I don't know whether that convinces me more or less that Bianca leaves for SmackDown Women's Champion because he feels like that maybe is something she could transition to as well, as we talked about on the SmackDown preview. But... Yeah, I'm really excited to watch these two teams go. I know we've seen it a fair bit on telly with, you know, all the spots and no results, basically. Yeah. But nevertheless, 
it's another one where I'm like, I know people roll their eyes and go, oh, bloody rematch in WWE. When it's these guys doing it, I'm almost okay with it all. Uh, let's move on and talk about a match that may or may not happen. We are recording this before SmackDown, as we keep saying. And uh, if Liv Morgan can't beat the 0-9 Zelina Vega, <laughs> then this match doesn't happen. But a time of recording, there's no stipulation, although it could change to winner breaks loser's nose, for Liv Morgan versus Carmella. Yeah, no um, no face punching or something like that. <laughs> it's odd, this man, isn't it? Like, this is mirroring what happened with um, Liv Morgan at Money in the Bank, if I'm not mistaken. That is other people getting matches, and she's got to win matches to get matches. But in this case, the match was already announced. It would be like, if this was the Money in the Bank one, it would be like putting her in the ladder match, put, making the graphic, and then saying, oh, yeah, but you've got to like, beat four people to get in. Well, I'm in it already. Mm. I, I just won't do that. Like, this match has been announced. Why doesn't she just say it's on your devil? No. <laughs> or, like, <laughs> why? Like, I just don't, I don't like when WWE do this, basically. No. This match doesn't feel heated, and I dare say that whatever happened between the two on SmackDown last night hasn't changed that. Um Watch now, it'd be like the hottest angle of the year or something <laughs> like that. But um, I, I, it just doesn't feel like a um, topical concern, any of this. And yet, I really like Liv Morgan and Carmella. I think they're both underrated in very different ways. Um, Carmella has had way more good matches than I think she gets credit for. It's a crap gimmick at the moment, it is. It's lame. It's one note. She's had a few of them too. Um, but she works very hard to be um, as convincing as possible in the matches. She like knows how to wrestle like her character would, and I really appreciate that, and I think it makes the matches all better. Liv Morgan probably doesn't get enough respect mm. for um, how well she bumps, how well she commits to the very little she's actually afforded. So, yeah, I'm actually really pleased this is on the card, even though it's that faint praise is faint for a reason. Story's not that interesting, Um I think they'll struggle to get much reaction from the crowd without it. And I just, it screams, like, especially without a stipulation, like, it screams kick-off relegation, this. Mm. And, like, I, and that is the stuff that pisses me off because you're just dashing people's hopes for no reason. Not just the fans of the wrestlers, the wrestlers themselves. You just say, no, you, you know, they, like, they'll be, as of right now, assuming that this is all going ahead, they'll be pacing the floor, wanting this to be as good as it can possibly be. They'll see this as a, quote-unquote, opportunity yeah grabbing the brass ring all that sort of all that WWE cliched nonsense and yet WWE has the power and has done this time and time again to just whip it away so I've yeah I've got my concerns that this is going to get pulled at the last minute but I hope they both have a great night because they both probably deserve more than they've been getting yeah I completely agree and I'd say out of all the matches on this card this is the match with the result that I'm most confident of you have to have Liv Morgan, so Liv Morgan win. win isn't it yeah it's got to be like there's no there's nothing in the Carmella gimmick at the moment that requires this win uh, right, let's talk about the triple threat for the United States Championship. Obviously, we should show some deference towards that title. And God bless the United States. <laughs> so there we go. That's <laughs> that coming off. Damien Priest versus Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy. When this was Damien Priest versus Sheamus, again, it seemed a very, very straightforward match. The triple threat changes that slightly, and the looming draft in a week or so also makes this... Not as straightforward, because we've talked about how Damien Priest has been Teflon to bad booking. Mm. He was in a zombie lumberjack match, let's not forget, this year, and he's still over like Rover, and there is an argument to be made that he could well switch brands. He could go to SmackDown, and he could be the guy that they eye up for. Let's just say 
uh, either a match with Roman at the Royal Rumble or even a Royal Rumble win. Who yep. knows? So him dropping the title here isn't as big of a, oh, God, what this is bad situation for him to be in because in a week's time it could all be forgotten. Mm. Nevertheless, I still think he retains here. Yeah, what you've said is correct, but it doesn't feel right for him to lose this particular match, I don't think. It's a weird one, this man. So Sheamus and Damien Priest is a kind of combination or a match that everybody's lost interest in, haven't they? Like, it's done, it's finished. But adding Jeff Hardy to the mix doesn't really change that. It doesn't, like, transform your emotion towards it. Jeff Hardy was in the mix with the 24-7 dweebs and was going 50-50 with Karrion Cross. That is not title contention form, regardless of a win that you steal on the go-home edition of a television show. It's just odd and completely at odds with um, the supposed prestige of titles, I guess. It, it makes the title feel less important by default because a guy has just basically got into it with the greatest of ease. And if it makes the title feel less important, it makes the champion feel less relevant. And thus, your Damian Priest success story yet again gets poleaxed. It's it's rubbish, really. It is. It's, it's lousy stuff. Um, but I am, I've got a fondness for Damian Priest. I always have. I love that flip out. I hope he does the flip over the post. Yeah, it's great. He's got And he's got a couple of surprises like that. that he only like sort of drops in every now and then just to remind you that he can, but he doesn't need to use it all the time. Um, I wouldn't say he's underrated, but I just think, yeah, he's, he's got some surprises. I, I like that it's working. I just, it's so riddled with malfunction, WWE, <laughs> that you just like to see something going well for somebody. And things have gone well for Damien Priest, as you say, in spite of ludicrous obstacles. So it's it's going to be a very functional win. And here, that's my functional prediction after a bit of functional analysis. It's like fair play if somebody's getting goosebumps for the prospect of Priest, Seamus, Hardy. Well, I'm not. I think this was made into a triple threat. As ridiculous as this sounds, so they could do weapon stuff at an Extreme uh, Rules yeah, pay-per-view. Yes. In which case, just make it a singles match <laughs> yeah, with, with extreme stipulations. But nevertheless, yeah, we're going to get, I think, lots of weapon stuff, lots of Shames breaking his nose, <laughs> and all his face <laughs> getting busted open, and probably, if I had to guess, a retention for Damian Priest but a frustrated Sheamus who wants one more shot of the title in some bonkers Saudi match mm. that will go 10 minutes because, yeah, I feel like they can do some fun stuff and they love a bit of pyro and Damien Priest's entrance lends himself lovely yep. to that. So, yeah, maybe he's got Jeff Hardy beat because he took the mask off and hit him with it as he was going for a swanton bomb, but then in comes Damien Priest to just I don't know, batter both of them, yeah. really. But... I think we see a title retention. The final match we have to talk about, of course, uh, there's another title on the line, the Raw Women's Championship, a match we sort of went, this is definitely going to happen at Extreme Rules a few months back, mm-hmm. and yet on this week's Raw, we thought, oh, maybe they'll actually do good stuff rather than spooky bollocks. <laughs> I, and I, again, I feel like I'm on a bit of an island and I might be made to look an absolute fool on the show on Sunday, but I think that WWE are doing some work here, genuinely. Um, I think, and it doesn't always work because this character of Alexa Bliss is, is really absurd, but I think what they're trying to do is have create the idea that Charlotte Flair is underestimating what Alexa can bring to this title match, um, partly because she's short, partly because she's got a non-spate gimmick. Um, <laughs> but they've used the promos and then the subsequent attacks to 
sure that Alexa Bliss can still do the thing that everybody liked Alexa Bliss for once upon a time. She can wrestle. And whatever you think of this look and this act and mind games and all of the nonsense that comes with it, the you know everything that's a runoff of the, the Bray Wyatt gimmick, Charlotte, of all people, should know better. You're the queen. You've lost as many belts as... I won less belt than all those ones you've won. Like, so you should, by this point, be wise to not be so um, condescending to a character. And I think this match might be really good in service of that story, or at least I'll try for it to be as... It won't be silly stuff. It won't be, like, daft cartoon, this Alexa Bliss bollocks. It'll be a legitimately great match to the point where I even think she might not wear that bin bag and she might wear a wrestling gear. <laughs> like, and it, it might be this tell um, that, like, Charlotte has grossly underestimated her and Alexa has spotted an opportunity to try and actually... When she's seen the title, she's thought, oh, hang on, I used to be a really interesting pro wrestler instead of this weird, infantilized oddball that nobody wants to be around anymore. Mm. Maybe I'll become the wrestler again. You know, she, like the belt itself is luring her away from her current law. Um, she'll lose because it's in Ohio. So she's not going to win this match. But, oh, I th- yeah. but I think it'll form part of this story that pulls Alexa Bliss back from this gimmick into something close to her old one. And I, like, and I won't hate on WWE for peppering stuff within their promos to get us there. And we've talked, booked a lot of interference so far in this show, but do you see any interference from... in this match? I mean, or even hang on, one second. <laughs> no, Wilborn. I don't think one of the two inanimate objects you've made a bit out of will run in. <laughs> I don't. I just I can't see it. I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe, maybe there'll be that daft stuff, but I just can't see Alexa winning. I think, um, but then, no, I don't think there will be because I do think they're going to try and lean with being a wrestler again. Do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you on this one. We've agreed pr- mostly across the board okay. here. I think Alexa leaves with the title. Right. Oh. Do you know why? A, I think that there's a possibility that they're going to do some spooky bollocks. <laughs> and, yeah, that tends to pay off temporarily mm-hmm. for the spooky, spoopy do. Spoopy. And it's nearly Halloween, so why not? <laughs> and number two, tell me if I'm way off base here, but I sense you'll probably agree with me. Considering the current news cycle... I think they want to get a flair to break a flair's record. Ooh. Ooh. And an on and off title. Give it me, give it you, give it me, give it you. Oh, look at that. Now the most record holding person <laughs> in the world is Charlotte Flair, and there's no other flares. Nice. Interesting, yeah. Because yeah, she could win it on Sunday, and it's like, so what? She loses it back on Raw. Exactly. It's effectively what happened with Nikki ASH, isn't it? Like, give or take. You're going like, oh, take it off you. Yeah. Give it back to you. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Like when you put it like that, um, it's a strong pitch. It's a but strong pitch. It's a strong pitch, and it, for, it's like what you know. What beats what? It's like the rock paper scissors of WWE. On the one hand, you've got awful PR for them removing Ric Flair and replacing him, thankfully, with someone who's a lot less cancelled in the Ultimate Warrior uh, <laughs> as part of their opening signature to the show. But on the other hand. Hometown. <laughs> you can never win your hometown. You can't even have a fucking homecoming celebration that goes well in your hometown. So what beats that, that basically? In WWE, Will One, what beats Paper Rock and Scissors? These nuts. <laughs> <laughs> why, why can't they instigate the button stuff? 
What is this? Your the like, lower of the buttons. That's what it is. That button board is your lily. Like in our hands, it terrifies us and we can't function with it. You make spooky magic that controls all of us. Do you mean spook? <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, extreme. <laughs> Biggie retains, by the way, if he's got the title match. If they void that, yeah, I, yeah, Biggie retains. Okay. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts ahead of Extreme Rules on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Watch there, can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. As I said, we'll be doing the live stream myself and Phil Chambers watching Extreme Rules with you guys going through the motions. Join us on What Culture Wrestling's YouTube channel uh, on Sunday night for that and then myself and Hamlet will be back in this studio in the small hours of Monday morning mm-hmm. picking the bones <laughs> of this show so if you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from that will drop into your feed as soon as it is released and I'll make sure there's no spoilers in the title because I know that upsets people so I always try and <laughs> stop doing that because I know I know what that's like anyway uh, this has been the Extreme Rules Preview my thanks to Michael Hamlet. thank you for joining us and we will see you soon 